This episode is brought to you by thegreekgiftshop.com. They offer a variety of fraternity and sorority items, including specialty coffee mugs and Greek watch faces for your smartwatch. Visit www.thegreekgiftshop.com and find something special for someone special. Honoring those trailblazers who preceded us is just as important as leaving a legacy for those who will follow us. Greekly Speaking is about highlighting Greeks today who are creating positive change for tomorrow. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, welcome to Greekly Speaking. I'm Eric Tucker, and joining me for this episode is Derek Walls of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Derek was initiated in the Gamma Pi chapter of Kappa Alpha Psi in the fall of 1987 at Alcorn State University in Lorman, Mississippi. Derek is the owner of Superior Real Estate Inspection Services based in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and he's also a member of the D9 Business Directory. Please welcome to Greekly Speaking, Derek Walls. How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing excellent, man. How about yourself? Hey, pretty good, man. Just another day in the second pandemic. You know, we're just hanging it out. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, we were looking at some properties here in the the Dallas Fort Worth area, and we got connected, man. And and like six degrees of separation, <laughs> you and I have a lot in common, man. They're both having joined the Greek family at Allcore State, and we know some of the same people. I think I'm. I'm really good friends with a couple of your fraternity members, man. We were all kind of going through at the same time. So yeah. it was just funny to, to, to hear <laughs> that you have those similar roots, man. But well, uh, right off the bat, man, this is Greekly Speaking. And, you know, all, all the audience members are going to want to hear a little bit about your Greek background, make sure everything is everything. So tell <laughs> me, did you have any Greek influences in your life coming up? Well, actually, believe it or not, I didn't, man. I'm like first generation. We did have some, very few, a couple uncles. They were actually Omegas, though. So, hey, I, I still, I forgive them and I accept them into the fold. But, yeah, I, I didn't have any other uh, Kappa members within my family. So I'm kind of starting a legend, so to speak. Hey, I, I feel you, man. I, I have a nephew that's in, in, in the little youth organization being spearheaded by a member of Kappa Alpha Psi. I'm like, oh, man. But at least he's in something positive and you can't get mad. You just got to take a breath. Yeah, so, sometimes <laughs> say, you got to roll with it. You just got to <laughs> roll with it, man. So I already know. He's got all the moves down. I'm like, oh, man, what's going on? <laughs> I got to talk to my sister about that. But, man, it's cool, man. So you know, okay. you, you find yourself at Alcorn State, man. What what attracted you to that Gamma Pi chapter? We did have a rich history of Alcorn State graduates in our family, even though we didn't have any that were Greek. And then growing up in the Port Gibson area, you know, you always heard about Alcorn all the time. So it was a pretty natural draw for, as far as me attending the university. But as far as Cal Alpha Psi, I used to attend uh, the summer programs at Alcorn while a youth, as well as throughout my junior high uh, and high school years. And something about them, man, they, they caught my attention during the, the summer program. And then the icing on the cake was they actually came and stepped at my high school during my senior year of high school. So that, that, that submitted the, the legacy there, man. It was like, that's the organization that I have been kind of keeping my eyes on over the years. 
So wow, it was it was, it was a natural fit, man. So, so they had to go on the road here. with the little step show and, and, and get you guys hooked. That's okay. That's all right. I hear you, man. But you know, the, the thing is, so uh, at least you got exposure to something positive and the fact that that chapter was reaching out and trying to give back to the community and to those kids on a high school level, you know, a lot to, a lot can be said for that. So that, that's pretty cool with them. So tell us, man, how many brothers came in with you? Well, we had 12 on our line, man. 12 pieces of gamma pie is what we were called, man. Uh, oh, excellent, group okay. of brothers, <laughs> excellent group of brothers, man. We, we stay in contact regularly. We actually take a, a uh, line trip every year, man. So that's something we uh, we always look forward to. Unfortunately, due to the pandemic, we didn't get a chance to do it in 2020. But, you know, we, we were able to reconvene this year and uh, it's been excellent, man. We look forward to that every year. OK, 12 pieces of gamma pie, man. That, <laughs> that has a good read to it. I like that. I like that. So and, and what was your line name? Oh, man, it was Sir Stood. Sir Stood. Yeah, so that was all all in accordance to my popularity, I thought, anyway. Of course, you could tell me I wasn't the most popular guy on campus. <laughs> okay, all right. So I no longer feel bad about my Romeo line date. So that's okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. What, what number were you? Oh, six club. Six club. Okay. Actually, you know, with us being a uh, 12 member line, man, I was right in the middle. Right in the middle, right in the thick of it. Okay, yes, okay. Sir, yeah. I'm sure you guys had a lot of fun and interesting uh, memories from that 87 era, oh, man. Most, most definitely, man. I, I, I tell my kids about it all the time, man. I, I tell them, you know, Alcorn was a, it was a small university, small in, in size, but man, I wouldn't do it any differently if I had it to do all over again. <laughs> that's all right man you know you mentioned your kids what what advice would you give to someone a young man or woman who's considering joining a greek organization in college well you know the advice i would give is you know you better than anyone else and get to know the different organizations i think there are there's definitely something positive about them all but at the same time i think all of them may, all of them will have some niche that is, you know, better in alignment with your own personality. Because at the end of the day, it's all about you, you know, no matter how many uncles, how many aunts that you had in different organizations, at the end of the day, it boils down to, you know, what's your fault? Where, where, where do you fit in? And, you know, and, and, and when you find the one that's right for you, you'll know it. And, you know, and from there you go for it. But I, I definitely... I definitely would encourage any of our youth to get involved with one of the uh, Greek organizations. I mean, it, it enriched my life in so many ways and enhanced my whole college experience. And again, I wouldn't do it any differently. And I definitely highly recommend it for any, you know, any of our youth. Let me ask this question, since we both played at the same school. Did you find that you were a little more popular after you had crossed? <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely, man. I mean, uh, you know, of course, when we had our lines, and, and thank, you know, thank God you and I came through at a time when they still had lines, you know, where, you know, with, with strollers, whenever we went across the yard, we had to be running. We couldn't be walking. So I think everybody had these their own little characteristics that kind of drew attention to them. But that was the thing for strollers, you know, we couldn't be seen walking on campus. So that in itself kind of drew attention to us. And then, of course, 
you know, all the different activities that we had on the yard. So by the time you you went over, you were pretty well known. So it, it definitely it definitely was a boost to your popularity. Okay, and being well, on a small campus, that just even gave you more of a celebrity status. I, I would have to agree. But since this is not about me, this is all about you right now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so quick story. My first exposure to Greek life was probably homecoming like fall 85 when I first arrived as a freshman at Alcorn and I just remember being in line at the cafeteria and it had to be about seven or eight of these guys in these red jogging suits they just came bum rush the line <laughs> and it was like I said man is this whole are we supposed to be wearing red today what, you know, what, what what's going on and, and, I, and then they quickly went through the line got their food they went over to the cafeteria but they were just doing all this stuff and I was like man you know I'm a freshman I don't know what's going on I'm just like <laughs> oh man, yeah that, I don't know about these dudes man <laughs> you know, they can let me get in front of me again man we're gonna have words man but you know I quickly found out you know I had some people some upperclassmen kind of exposed me to you know what was actually going on during that time and I said oh okay that's cool that's cool but so man, that was um, somewhat of a rude awakening for you then huh Oh my gosh, it, it was. But hey, homecoming at any HBCU is a rude awakening, man. <laughs> you know, it's all good though, man. But so, so what are some of those community service projects you guys were known for at, at that time on the yard? Oh man, of course, you know, Adopt the Highway was big. We, we've done some events where we did like a work at local food, a serve food to the needy. But you know, there, there was always something invaluable for the community going on. But I think at the time, back during the time that I was there anyway, Adopt the Highway was pretty big. So, you know, we get out with several fraternity members, go out and clean the highways on the side of the road. And then, like I said, one of the things would be like serving food to the, you know, just just some really good times of fellowship and, you know, giving back to the community all at once. I hear you. I hear you. Dad, we we definitely remember some of that camaraderie, man. It, it was it was always uh, a fun time at the Steph Show in the old gym, too, man. It, it was, <laughs> it was, those were the memories, man. But so let's fast forward. You graduated. You decided, hey, look, I, I think this is the space I want to be in dealing with real estate construction. And you launched your own brand, man. That takes a lot of initiative, a lot of passion. Where did you get the concept? for superior real estate inspection services? Well, when we started talking about school, my background at Alcorn was industrial technology and uh, construction. So the construction part of it is what really came into because when I started brainstorming, I'm like, okay, what is it my passion? What is it that I want to do? What is it I see myself doing? And, and so initially, I kind of was looking at things from an appraisal perspective because I, I knew with my background of, in construction that real estate was a natural fit for. Me. And so I kind of started to, to do some research and do a little homework and was kind of back and forth between real estate appraisals and real estate inspections and found out that the inspections was a little bit slightly better fit, just given my background. And so once I got in, started doing a little studying beyond my initial research, I just saw that that was a natural fit for me. And so, hey, 16 years later, man, I'm still going strong. You, you can't beat that, man. So you, you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. What are some things that you would advise, I guess, as far as, you know, 
for new homeowners. And, and for those of us who did not spend any time in the industrial tech building at all course state. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could barely tell a hammer from a Phillips screwdriver, man. But you know, uh, what, what are some things that people should be looking out for, you know, early on when they're in that home um, buying process when it comes to inspections? Well, I mean, that, that's kind of a twofold question. The first wrinkle I'll kind of approach is a new construction. As far as what you want to be looking out for and kind of be aware of, first and foremost, is get beyond the notion that it's new construction, so why do I need an inspection? I mean, that that's the biggest misconception I hear and see on a daily basis. I mean, I always try to, when I try to speak to someone on that subject, I say, okay, how many times have you gone out and bought a new car, brand new, and you decided not to test drive? You know, so that to me is an analysis that most people can kind of relate to. I say, you think of it as if you're hiring me to test drive at home for you. So the biggest piece of advice that I give most people is based on that misconception that. I'm buying a newly constructed home, so therefore I shouldn't have to worry about any problems in the house that's under warranty. So, you know, so people really get all that misconstrued, man, and I tell them all the time, when they build, people have the best intentions in the world, but when pressure started to get applied, then that's when people started to deviate, you know? So those contractors, they're under pressure, meaning they have to meet a quota. And in meeting those quotas, sometimes their, their supplies run low and they They'll make compromises. They'll make compromises they wouldn't make otherwise. The only way for you to know that either is to experience that problem or issue later, or you hire someone with the right expertise to identify it beforehand. And I think it's in anybody's best interest to find out sooner rather than later. So that's probably my answer to the first facet of that question. And then secondly, when we started talking about pre-existing homes, now you do. I mean, the chances of having a major issue or concern with a pre-existing home, it goes up exponentially, you know, so you, you, you even more so want to get that home inspected. I mean, because of things like aging air conditioning units, aging water heaters, you know, the, the, the extent of hail storms that we have here in North Texas. You know, how many times you, you see somebody buy a house that they actually go up on their rooftop? You know, so <laughs> that's something you're not going to do, but uh, that's something what, that we do and we do it gladly. So, you know, when you figure the cost of a new roof on an average three three bedroom, two bath house, you know, $7,500 easily, you know, so that's something that you can easily get discovered and not have to be out of pocket by just, you know, paying us several hundred dollars and utilizing our expertise. You know, and I think it's cool that you have somebody who's objective. Right. You know, not much skin in the game, you know, nothing, <laughs> you know, nothing to gain or nothing to lose. It's like, hey, look, we're getting paid to provide a service. We know what to look for and we're going to give you a report of what we find. Right. What, what are some of the yeah. things that have to be taken into account? You know, some of the things that you check for when it comes to the inspections. Well, again, since we're in the DFW market, I'm going to kind of answer your question as it pertain most to the DFW marketplace. And, and, and some of those things are hell. I mean, hell damage, very costly. And that's something that's, that's generally high on the priority list. Or we're in higher alert as inspectors because it's very common to have hail storms. 
and how hell damaged. And the reason why I, I like to place emphasis on that is because oftentimes if the insurance companies are able to determine or if they think that that hell storm, storm was pre-existing, then you may find yourself stuck with a home that you can't either get insured or you may lose insurance coverage on it. Or if there's a need for a claim, you may end up having to pay a significant amount out of pocket simply because the insurance company came to the conclusion that that storm occurred or that damage occurred from a storm prior to your transaction. And that's one that's position one position you don't want to find yourself in. So that's one of the key issues that you can run into here in the North Texas. And then one the next biggest one is foundations. We have a very high clay content in our soil, which causes that soil to move significantly compared to other regions in the country. And therefore, we have a higher probability of foundation problems and issues here in North Texas. So those are two of the biggest ticket items from a dollar amount perspective that uh, you want to be the most aware of and get good professional feedback on, without a doubt. That's reason enough to go in and just have somebody <laughs> uh, come in and, and, and take care of that inspection for you because you want to have the satisfaction in knowing. And like I tell people, you know, when you ask the question, is, is getting bad news a bad thing? And, and I always say, as long as you get it in time, right? uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, then it's a great thing if you can get it in time. But if you make assumptions, you're kind of on your own, right? <laughs> <laughs> timing, timing is, this is one of those situations where timing is everything. Oh, for so sure, as a matter of sure. fact, the funny thing is something to look out for, for everybody out there. You'll notice on most inspectors, inspection reports, it'll make our comment and our recommendation. And that recommendation will always conclude with prior to closing. And that's getting back to what we we're talking about with timing. It, like, as an example, it'll say, have your heating or cooling system further evaluated and repaired as needed prior to closing. And again, that's significant because a lot of people do make the mistake of saying, oh, yeah, I, you know, I can get that done. I have a brother-in-law. I have an uncle that does air conditioning. However, they overlook the fact that, OK, you got a brother-in-law uncle that does it, but there's a cost associated with it. You know, so then what we do is we put that clause in there specifically for that reason, because people later on decided they were going to get it done themselves. And then they then they get that sticker price of, you know, five grand. Then it's like, oh, well, if I had known, that's why that that's why that clause is in there as a prior to close. And that's that's a key statement that you'll see regularly on any inspection report. I mean, what, what kind of feedback do you hear from some of your uh, clients that were made aware of things that they <laughs> did not expect to hear. <laughs> well, I tell you what, man, one, one, uh, client I, I'll, I'll say in particular won't bring up a name because of, I guess because of his, his status and all, but we did a, uh, we did a home for one of the Cow Dallas Cowboys players. And we pointed out a very small water stain in the ceiling that they had been living in the home for uh, several months, hadn't been there a year yet, about half of a year's time. And they were like, wow, we've been here all that time. We never noticed because of the fact that they had been there for a while. I never noticed it. But then after my inspection, it was less than two months later, we had a huge rainstorm and, and the water came pouring in after that storm. 
And because they had already notified the builder of it based on our inspection, it allowed them to get that thing done a lot easier and more efficiently because there was a significant amount of damage done from the water that came through from that same spot. So, yeah, we got a lot of praise for that one. So what, what's next for you guys? We're always expanding. One of the things we're already doing is we do pest control as well. That comes into play a lot when it comes to termites and other wood-destroying insects. So that's something good for our audience to know. Generally here in North Texas, if, you, if you're purchasing a home five years and older, that's kind of uh, the benchmark just based on studies done by Texas A&M. You want to get that house inspected for termites in addition to a uh, home inspection. But that's one of the things that, like I said, that's, that we've done and it's been a part of our brand for yeah, that, and most of the time that we've been in business now. But as far as what we're looking forward to down the road is we do a significant amount of commercial work right now, but that, there's definitely a, a ton of opportunities for growth there. And that's something we're going to be looking to tap into as we go into the new upcoming year. Well, that, well that's about it, man. I, 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 it, hey, for anybody in the audience that needs to get their, their various residential or commercial structures inspected, you know, whether it's pools or you know, two sheds or the, the homes themselves, rest, you know, restaurant, whatever they may be, definitely consider um, engaging a professional that you can, you know, not just a one time, but that you can actually form a relationship with that can handle not only your current property, but any future properties inspected. And you want to build that rapport with someone you can trust that, to help you with those life moves, right? So for those folks in the DFW area that uh, want to learn more about your services, how can they get in touch? Yeah, they can always reach us uh, by phone. That, that number is 817-689-8433. Or you can reach us 24 hours a day through our website. And that's superiordfwinspections.com. Again, that's www.superiordfwinspections.com. But hey. 24 hours a day online, or you can give us a call on that number. Hey, 24-7, because termites don't sleep, man. Check them out, man. <laughs> you got that right. Hey, Derek Walls, Kappa Alpha Psi, Fraternity Incorporated, DFW Superior <laughs> Real Estate Inspection Services. Oh, well, here we go. We got to throw that up there. Okay, all right. <laughs> we know we had to, you know how to throw that one in there. Now. Oh. I, was, I was wondering if you noticed those colors didn't happen by accident, you know? Yeah, I, I, I thought they maybe just ran out of the other crayons, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right, man. Hey, congratulations to you, man. Much continued success in that Dallas area. And I uh, look forward to in, in, in working with you soon as part of that D9 business directory. And if there's anything you have going on that we can help promote, man, don't hesitate to let us know. Hey, I'm Eric Tucker. He's Derek Walls. And we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for having me.